This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It is a new season. Ipswich Town won, Bolton won. Another year of the Blue Monday podship podcast. And this year, the flagship is live. And that is how live the pod ship is. David Diamond, <laughs> if you did that, I'd, I'd, I'd be mentioning it for, for, for six months. What have you yeah. got to say about that? Yeah, yeah, rubbish. R- absolute, absolute rubbish, rubbish. Yeah, you used to. You used to. Going back five or six years, I remember it well. It's a poor start. Um, so the, the idea is um, we're live this season. So if you are commenting, if you're on YouTube right now... Um, we will see the comments when we get to the questions segment. We will look at the comments, okay? So don't be um, alarmed if we don't. Richard Woodward, you're here. I am here, and it's home, everyone. It's home. What an afternoon, and what a good way to exercise load of incompetence by the men against Germany for so, so many years. The women, what a great performance that was. For those of you who are unaware... Maybe we need to be careful of spoilers, I guess. People might have put it a bit late for that, mate. But anyway, yeah. it's home now. So there's, there's, there's yeah, a that defeat by Germany will hurt. Yeah, oh, penalties yeah, again, Dave. 128 minutes. Yeah. Craig Finbo, you're here. Yes, I have hot footed it back from five miles out from Chessington World of Adventures, where it's where I've yeah, where I've been this afternoon or all day actually. Caught past I'm going to sing you a song, Craig. Beans, you've hot footed it. Here comes the hot stepper. I'm uh, the lyrical uh, gangster. Oh, yeah. Dial emergency. Well, Joe Fares is here. He's from the Wild Duck Pond, or whatever it's called. How are you, Joe? Yes. Sort of just about getting over my hangover at the moment. Fortunately, Mrs. F and the children are still away. So I have been able to just <laughs> sit on the sit in bed till 12 o'clock and then sit on the sofa since then, other than a quick sort of excursion to Domino's Pizza at half time to try and <laughs> get me some energy to get through the podcast tonight. Um, bad news, guys. Mikey Penty-Smith was here up until we went live. Um, I think it's fair to say he's let the viewers down. Bottled he's it. let us down. Yes. Yeah. But worst of all, Dave, he's let himself down because he's now totally. in the chat, not contributing to the podcast. <laughs> what, what have you got to say about that, Dave? Yeah, totally let himself down. Just unprofessional, Ben, isn't it? So never, very... never known the like. Never known the like on the podcast before, really. 
<laughs> I'm very banterous today, aren't I? Football podcast, everyone. Anyway, the new season has started. Um, David and Richard had you caught up with um, everything. So I think we can dive straight in. Um, Ipswich versus Bolton, I heard no mention of Jim McGilton or Barry Knight in the build-up mm-hmm. to this, but our season opener and, I mean, very, very settled and three new signings in. Um, Richard, we'll come to you first. So the team, Walton... Danassian Wolford and Edmondson, Davis in, as you would expect for an expensive league, league one left back. Burns the other side. Morsi and Evans reunited in the centre of midfield. Chaplin, Harness on debut, and Ladapo on debut. All looks very joined up and, and lovely, Richard. Yeah, although I think both Dave and I in the pre-match had suggested that it would be soon too soon for Davies or Davis. <laughs> needs to be there's no E in Davis. We need to be really careful about it. And a spoiler alert: it will be kind of a comment that maybe we can discuss in a bit. But otherwise, hmm. as you say, Ben, I'm pretty happy with that lineup. And if you were to name it, I think that's basically it. So no complaints whatsoever. Question mark perhaps about and it, and it's more about springing match action on him so soon rather than any other criticism joe yeah that was a big question wasn't it i think we sort of knew what the rest of the team was going to be it was just that davis v lee question and yes he's obviously made the decision and i think really you've got you can't really allow somebody that you've spent over a million pounds (laughs) give someone else the opportunity to take their spot in a team because if leagues comes in and does really well and all of a sudden you've got this million quid left back sitting on the bench it becomes a bit awkward doesn't it Greg. Yeah, although to be fair, he did do quite well. He did do considerably better than the million pound plus sign, didn't he, when he came on? And, um, <laughs> and he's done well in pre-season. Hasn't he? He's impressed in pre-season, to be fair to the guy. But it's just nice, isn't it, as as Rich was saying, that you know, 10 out of the 11, you, can, you could have named in any case rather than getting to 2 o'clock and thinking, well, what the hell's coming out of the, um, on the news feeds now? So you know, at least we had a fair idea what 10 out of 11 were going to be. Dave, just have the last word on the team and sort of take us into the atmosphere. Because, I mean, we've had this for a few seasons, the big, actually, the last few seasons, the big, exciting, sunny start home game. So just talk to me about the team and then uh, take me into the event. Yeah, I mean, as Rich said, we both sort of called. We thought that that Lee might get the nod just because of, okay, he's been around the world with Australia, got back. I don't know when did he sign, Monday, when did he sign, but back perhaps Monday, Tuesday. So I thought that he might well miss out yesterday, but he didn't. And to be fair to him, he was up against a good player. That we'll get onto that, but he was up against a very, very good right side of player. I've got to, I've got to say. But as as Craig said, you know, the rest of the side. I mean, when when have we ever had this situation where ten out of eleven pretty much picked themselves yesterday? Um, the squad numbers line up for it almost as well. Although, Joe, I think, have you got squad number OCD about Genoi Danassi? It's the annoying, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wear the number two shirt, get us out there 1 to 11. And I can have the same issue <laughs> with Frank not... Kirby today in the England <laughs> squad. Why have we got 1 to 11 and a 14 in there? Did he, did he not ever have the number two shirt? He did for a time, didn't he, or not, Danassi? He was. I think he was two, and then he got stripped of two and put to 12, ah, didn't he? Oh, cool. and then yeah, he shipped there was out, an interview of him yeah. last year where he said <laughs> his favourite number was number four, <laughs> yeah. which obviously Chambers had at the time. And Just divide it so by he, two, he then. He went to 44, yeah, divide <laughs> by two would be much better. Four is like twice as good as two. And the Bolton team, Trafford in goal, Jones, Santos, Johnston, John, Lee, Williams, Morley, Bradley, Charles, and Affa Lyon, um, Craig. Do you want to take us maybe up to around minute 20? 
Yeah, well, to be fair to Bolton, they really come out the blocks and they really, really pushed us back. Um, they, you know, they they got our number in that first quarter of an hour, twenty minutes, and we were saying, "Crikey, Everts doing another another job on us." You know, he's got these guys <clears throat> drilled and in our faces, and you know, we really were struggling to sort of get out our last third of our of our defensive third, if you like. As soon as um, what was what was noticeable is as soon as Danassian was given the ball. They were on him. You know, they had two guys on him. They were literally just waiting for him to be past the ball. And then they were swarming all over him. I think they may have seen him as a, a weaker link of, of our uh, of our back three. Um, and yeah, we just we, we just struggled to get a, a, a foot on the foothold in the game. There was no tempo. Morsey barely got on the ball. Um, when Evans did get on the ball, he was he was quite slow with getting it out of his feet and, and getting the passing moving going. So, yeah, we started off pretty, um, pretty slowly. Um, I don't think it was much to do with the the atmosphere and everything like that. I just think it was that Bolton, you know, pretty much come out the blocks, um, all guns blazing. And one of the one of the things we were thinking about up our end was that, you know, this isn't gonna lie, you know, it was hot, wasn't it? It was a hot day yesterday. It's probably even hotter closer to the pitch. And you know, for those guys to have kept up for any period of time getting into the second half would have been pretty monumental. So yeah, luckily they sort of blew themselves out. But um yeah, first quarter now, twenty minutes they they were very impressive. Talk to me about this penalty then, Richard. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking straight at at it, up at it from <laughs> the North Stand Lower, and it is it's uh, evening, everyone, um, and I, it's one of those ones where Davis has just got wrong sided by Bradley. He's, he's too quick. The throw ins rapid. I think it's from a throw in, if I remember rightly. There's a free kick, isn't they? They is put it? a free kick across a pitch, but they really like shank the free kick, and it just sort of. Drags everyone out of position because it's a really poor free kick across. Yeah, load it a bit, yeah. And it, uh, uh, what happens? Yeah, so Bradley gets past him and into the area, and Davis has got to me. I know people will. Uh, it, it was a bit, a bit of a split as to whether it was a pen. I think the general consensus is that it's a soft, but it is a pen, and I'm pretty clear that it's a penalty because he lunges in on Bradley, doesn't get the ball, and. Yeah, I was pretty convinced it was a penalty straight away, and the referee doesn't really hesitate. And yeah, and it's not the really idea any complaints that complaints either is there? No, and I, to Craig's point about the first <clears> twenty minutes, you know, Bolton high intensity, very high press, it, it kind of pinned us back a little bit. But the idea that they were the dominant team in terms of chances, Walton has, you know, throughout the game, as we'll talk about, Walton has very little to do throughout, and that included the spell of dominance that Bolton did have. So it is a real pain in the arse that it's a kind of an unforced error that's given them a route into the game. Dave? Yeah, yeah, he's right. I mean, for all their dominance, they created clear-cut chances, very little, really. Um, I mean, I, I, I was watching Morsey closely. I don't think Morsey touched the ball for like 15 minutes. First 15 minutes, Morsey did not land on the ball once. So that was a that was a sure sign of how like, dominant and how pressing they were. Um, and as the guy said, you know, such a warm day, there was really no way I don't think they were ever really ever going to keep that up. But what I would say is, as I alluded to at the start, that Bradley was a player, a proper player. Look at that 10 stone wet through, but, but, but deceptively strong. Very, very athletic. We just got proper player and ten stone wet through. Well, but no, but that even, diamonds honestly, really spoiling us on show. But, number but you one know what I'm here. saying. But, but he was though, um, and um, just athletic, quick, got up and down, and yeah, he calls Davis. Say greyhound. Um, calls Dave. No, I'm not going to say Graham. That's where we were. But um, calls Dave. <laughs> calls Davis a lot of problems. But and not surprisingly, yeah, didn't quite have the same effect as the game went on. But yeah, very good, very good start to the game. How did you say, um, just a we, quick one? Sorry, you say about him and Bradley being strong. Dion Charles was 
I oh, thought he had a like, real, yeah. real battle oh, against good front Edmonton too. yesterday. Yeah, he pressed was unbelievable, off, wasn't it? Really, oh, he, he, he holding oh, Edmonton off. To, to be honest, I thought both Edmondson and Wolford didn't, didn't have their best games yesterday. They were a handful, that front two. Alpha Lyons a unit anyway, isn't he? But I thought I thought they gave Wolford and, and Edmondson a lot of problems yesterday. I thought Janassian was probably the pick of the back three yesterday. Joe, how did we respond to going behind? But once we went behind, that's that's sort of when the game opened up really for us there, wasn't it? And we just managed we just managed to get on top from that point on. And I said, while we talk about us only having three new signs in the team, they, they were in brilliant form through the second half of last season and basically had the same team going into this. So mm-hmm. it was two teams who sort of knew knew he's their roles from day well, one. Ever, yeah, he? he's a bit of a knob, but he's a good manager. <laughs> Sets him up well. <laughs> but um, no, no, I, I thought they were good. But like I said, once we got on top, we really just sort of have waves of sort of the ball in their half, don't we? Sort of really pushing on and going for it. And the goal comes after all the talk of set pieces last season. Hmm. Where's the goal come from first goal of the season, the set piece? And... Please someone mention Darren Anderton and Teddy Sheringham <laughs> when they talk yeah. about this goal. Let's yeah. go to Craig. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it was it was literally right in front of me and Dave. Really, that's, yeah. that's the corner I looked right in front of. And yeah. we'd had we'd had a few corners before them, mainly from the other side, weren't they? Evans was in swinging them in from the other side to not much, uh, not much effect. Um, but this side, this time, Chaplin, we we seem to have gone with the in swinging corners um, predominantly um, this this game. Um, and yeah, it's just a fantastically worked goal. I'm sure everyone's seen it, but Chaplin, and you, if you watch it. Um, there's, a, there's a camera angle. It must be somewhere near the near the dugouts. And Evans's run is quite late. The ball's actually been playing in motion before Evans actually starts his run, and nobody follows him. He gets in front of everyone. It's a, it's a, just a deft side-footed finish rather than he larraps it. He uh, yeah, he sort of just guides it in, doesn't he? Uses the pace, yeah. guides it in hmm. with a bit of height to get it over the, um, the traffic that's in the way um, into the roof of the net. Richard, if that goal was scored against us, sorry, I'm going to go all negative. We would be moaning about uh, man-to-man marking and someone not going with the man, wouldn't we? Yeah, and near post as well. Um, I guess one of the questions I had for the guys down the other end of the pitch, I also have a question for the guys right now because Mikey is in the, in the green room. It's whether, do we want to let Mikey in and maybe we'll let that yeah, perk Put that to bit. the chat. Yeah. To the chat, do we let do we let Mike Mikey? I can actually I can see him laughing. The first, <laughs> first real use of the live the live chat. Put him on the spot to ban Mikey from from the podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that down to the chat. Being um, disloyal, uh, Richard. Um, I think you're addressing yeah. Joe there, really, aren't you, or or, or David down um, yeah, that I, end of the? Stadium. I just wonder whether the um, was it Ladapo or someone blocking off the goalkeeper because I wonder why what the goalkeeper's doing. Yeah, it was. Edmund. Yeah, Edmondson blocks someone else off. Yeah, and he blocks a runner. Yeah. It's a clever so, goal, really clever goal. And as you I mean, say, it's almost Chaplin puts a corner almost into the area, in, into an area, if you see what I mean. Not not specifically for Evans, and Evans just peels away. And um, they obviously didn't, and that was a really well worked right throughout the games. They tried it again at the North Stand end, second second half, I think. Yeah. And again, they fell for it again. He didn't obviously quite make such a, I can't quite call, but I know he certainly got on the ball. He was the first man to the corner, exactly the same. So um, yeah, good to see that. Good to see that. Work out for once. And it's I think they were just see. trying to. Sorry, Ben. I think they're just trying to avoid Santos because Santos is basically standing oh, pretty much yeah. on the edge of the six-yard box, wasn't he? In it's the middle, huge. just keep just try and keep away from the guy because he was winning every header, wasn't he? Santos took up most of the six-yard box. He's <laughs> massive. Um, it's good to see Mikey Penty Smith. Mikey, we've got there some fe- got some feedback from the. Uh, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to go to the comments, but I think I really should do. Is it uh, now? Away? 
So um, no Ooh. to Mikey. Ooh. And if you do let him in, surely a fine for being that. I think we can all agree with this. I think Charlie's nailed it here. Sack Mikey for being disloyal. <laughs> I, I can get behind that. I like this a lot. Make MPS oh. sing us a Ooh. song for being late. My love be has sweet got no money. Can't be sweet <laughs> Caroline. Can <laughs> <laughs> well, Mo- Hi, Mikey. Hello, Benjamin. Um, yeah, thanks. We've, we've for, been burying for you, but you've been watching. It's a bit of a kangaroo you? court situation, isn't it? I was actually <laughs> the earliest running the asylum. Ben and my. So you need your your black up. hanky on top of your head. Well, these guys have been talking absolute nonsense. So tell me what you thought of the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there, Ben? You know, I had I had loads oh. of insight planned, but obviously this has really thrown Could, me off. But... Did you see any of it for your drunken haze? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. From what I remember of the first half, um, <laughs> it was yeah, like you say, it was a pretty slow start, wasn't it? Um, Bolton started pretty strongly, but I thought once we scored, which I think is the point that we've got to now, things started to to look up a little bit, and we looked a lot more confident. And and like Dave alluded to, Morsey started to land on the ball almost from the moment we got it to one-one, and that changed the game. And it looks for most of it that we were we were going to get the winner. Joe, talk, talk to me about the second half because this is a similar pattern to the back end of last season, isn't it? Control game. Um, Bolton, I think Dave's already mentioned that the only shot on target they had was um, was, was the goal from um, Morley. Um, it, am I right to already be drawing attention to that as a, a, a possible pattern? What, what, what was your view on not then being able to go and win the game? It was just... I think it's just one of those days, isn't it? And I know you are going to have those, but we just, I don't know, we just play such a dominant style of football that it's just wave after wave of attack, isn't it? And I'd love to see the sort of territory map for the game because it must have been sort of within 40 yards of their goal. The ball must have been there for what felt like the whole second half, didn't it? There was the odd counter. There was one where after Greg Lee had come on, he did really well to get across and get a header in at the back post. But that was about the only sniff they had of goal in the second half. And I thought we were really good. I thought the changes, the subs all changed the game as well. They were all good subs and it sort of leads on to this sort of five subs and the squad we've got, the players that we've got in that squad, being able to make sort of proper changes, bringing on sort of your Sonny Alucos, your Caden Jacksons and Tyrese john Jules, who just are... Well, Sonny Aluko is just a very, very talented footballer, but the John Jules and Jackson are real physical specimens, aren't they? The sort of pace they show. And it's just the last thing you want when you're a defender, seeing them coming on after 60, 70 minutes. And they all like, so they all had made an impact on the game. All four of the subs made an impact on the game. And I think that's going to be something we're going to see over the rest of the season. Right, let's let's go round then, and um, you, you, I won't interrupt you. you. Can all you can all have a minute or so to reflect fully then on on that ninety, Richard? Uh, yeah, I, uh, before the game, if uh, in a mit, tomorrow mechanism, if you'd offered me a point, I think I probably would have taken it. I, a defeat would have been, uh, you know, psychologically damaging at the start of the season. Obviously, nothing is won or lost first day of the season, but I think against a, a top six rival, I think we can quite reasonably call Bolton that. I think the level of performance, particularly second half... One of our the, 10 teams to go into the top six. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those divisions potentially, isn't it? But the, the fact that Bolton regressed to doing the same tactics that we see a lot of teams struggle at Portman Road do, which is time-wasting, making the game quite bitty, quite a lot of naughty fouls. Um, the, the 
persisting issue and it was mentioned on the EFL highlights show. I think we can all agree with this. Is is that focal presence up front? John Jules looked good. Bright had pace, but it's just that putting the ball in the net, you kind of still have a question mark over, I'd suggest. Dave, reflections on the full 90? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree mostly with what, what Richard said. Though. I think until, ironically, the best the best final ball um, was is, was uh, you know the ball from Burns in what the ninety first minute mm. for for Morsey. Morsey, look, Morsey for the balance of the game after the first fifteen minutes was on a totally different level to anyone else on the pitch. He was just outstanding yesterday, and it would have been fitting to cap it with a goal. And I don't think he really did a lot wrong. Did he sort of get it on his wrong foot? Not not really. Just didn't get it in the corner. Did he? I thought it was, I thought from where I was it was going to be more of a scuffed effort, but it wasn't. Um, but you talk about the depth of our squad. They won't, we won't. We won't. You know, our three substitutions. You won't come against many teams who can bring on Kachu- quality and experience of Kachunga, Bodvarsson, um, Bakayoko. So, um, yeah. Look, overall uh, chances created in territory and dominance. Yeah, we probably deserve. You know, yeah, three points wouldn't have certainly wouldn't have flattered as we deserve the three points more than more than Bolton would have done. But um, yeah, as Rich said, important that you come out a game like that and you don't you don't get beaten. So a point, move on to Forest Green next week. Mikey, yeah, I th- I think we were a little bit unfortunate not to win it. Um, but the, I think the the lingering doubts ahead of this season because obviously there's lo- loads of pos- positivity is when teams sit back, are we going to be able to still create chances? And really, it felt like the the deeper Bolton sat, the better we were using the ball, and we did create chances. And also, we're going to have to be much smarter with set pieces this year. And it looks like that has been high up on the list of priorities. And that's how we scored the goal, and we came close to scoring scoring another one from a set piece. So, so yeah, more definitely more positives than negatives. But yeah, I think we are probably still missing a a centre forward, aren't we? I think just just quickly, what I would have said was um, you wouldn't have really seen anyone who didn't see it or um, didn't go or sort of watch the highlights. They got in some unbelievable last ditch blocks, didn't they? Some, some yeah. clean strikes in and around the penalty box. Yeah, Chaplin, I think a couple of times, perhaps Ladapo as well. That they, you know, they really got in some good blocks. So yeah, we did we did create. Joe, um, your yeah. reflections on the full ninety? Well, I think we did enough to win the game. I think I think we I think we deserve to win, but maybe. I don't think it was one where you sort of come away thinking, oh, how have we not won that? I think it was probably, a, it was sort of like a, a two-point performance, wasn't there? Somewhere between one and three in that. We did we did enough, but not quite enough, if that makes sense. So, yeah. but like I said, I don't think we'll face many better teams in that. And, and sort of at this stage of the season as well, a team that is already very functional, already sort of very settled coming to you. You, could, you can sometimes catch teams at this stage of the season. And Bolton are probably one of the sides you wouldn't have wanted to face at the start of the season. And I'm sure they said that, I'm sure their manager would say the same about wanting to face us at the start of the season as well. So just one of those games you move on. I think losing would have been a bit of a, not disaster, but it would have really been a real setback after the start last year. And I say, I think you just take the point and move on, don't you? Craig, is there anything in this? early start and, um, you know, playing in July and short pre-season, blah, 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 that, uh, you know, muscle memory is, is built built slowly and, uh, you know, per- perhaps that might have lent into um, certain aspects. And your reflections on the night, of course. Yeah, very possibly. I think we were still quite dominant down the right-hand side, weren't we? I think someone actually mentioned it in the Telegram group about being muscle memory and us, you know, utilising that side more potentially than the, than the left. But I just think that, what was quite, as Joe says, you know, you've got two teams who are pretty 
um, sit in their ways, the way that they play. There's been no real big changes about over the team from last year. If there has been, the, the players that come in have had all pre-season to get used to it in any case. So of all the teams in that division, you probably would struggle to find any any more that were more settled in the, in the way that they were you know, due to play. Um, what was quite interesting, actually, was that when we were entering the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, that we had a, and the crowd started getting, get the ball forward, get the ball forward. There was a couple of instances on the right-hand side where we had a throw-in and Burns was like being urged to take the take the throw quickly. He wasn't. He was putting it down the floor and waiting for Danassian to take it. I think so everyone could just get into their correct positions because I think we've just got faith that the way that we play is going to eventually just keep creating chances, if you know what I mean. I think, and it did lead on to indirectly in a little bit further further time, but it, it led on to the Morsey chance, you know. So I think there isn't going to be any sort of panic or chucking a centre forward up. You know, we're just going to trust that pro, trust the way we're playing, trust the patterns of play that they will eventually. By hook or by crook, start you know, creating those chances. Which we, now I just hope that we're not again looking at Morsey in the season, saying, "God, you should have had double figures this season," because he's still not naturally suited to that role. I don't think. Talk to me um, about debutants. So we had Davis, Harness, and Ladapo. Dave, I think um, I heard on the grapevine that that's the one thousand and twelfth player you've seen make their debut. At Portman Road since you've been watching. Actually, one, one, it's 1,013th, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I can't, can't, remember a... quite, can't remember who you missed there, but you missed one. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah um, it's Marco, Marco Holster. Um, okay. What would you make yeah. of the three debutants? Um, I think we've already covered Davis. I think he looked a bit he looked a bit rusty, as they say. He's, he's um, rolled his R's. He's rusty. Who else with Harness? Yeah, Harness was okay, neat and neat and tidy at times. I don't think he perhaps had his had the greatest impact um impact on the game. Um um Ladapo, yeah, linked up well. I think he's gonna be a good good player for us. I think he, he you know, he looks he's got a good touch, he's quite strong. I think he, he looks like he's he's quite pacey. He had a very good chance actually, a, a perhaps a better chance than, than a lot of people give credit for when they were sort of fannying about with it at the back and it was one in one in mid one in midfield. I think Morley got robbed in midfield and it fell to him. He kind of snatched it, didn't he, guys? He perhaps could have taken yeah. a touch or even got out of his feet on his left foot there. That was a better chance than it looked. But now I thought um, out of the three, yeah, he was probably the pick of the three. I'll say Harmless said, yeah, look, neat and tidy player. He wanted to really neat things. Obviously very quite skillful, quite low centre of gravity. Um but yeah, out of the three, I'd say Ladapo had probably the best game of the three. And then John, and Rick, John Jules off the bench as well, Dave. Yeah, I was oh just, man, he, he I was just going to mention Lee. He, looked, and, he, um, he was just John unfortunate. Jules. He looked, he looks a real player that you know when he when he did towards the end of the game when he got into really good positions, he touched just let him down once or mm. twice, didn't it? But he's raw. No, it, he's very very raw, isn't he's he? He's raw, like, isn't he? But one, he, one moment he's he's trapped the ball uh, like right, just kills it. Best dead, best yeah. touch of the game, wasn't it? And then. A couple of times, he's just balls just completely rolled under his feet. Yeah, he's no. like a burst Saint Selina Frank Nubel hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, Cheers, right, guys, great stuff. We'll go on to the roundup and look at some other um, League One bits and bobsies in just a sec. Um, the chat is brilliant, it's flowing. Um, go for some questions now, guys, and I'll get them queued up for about um, five minutes' time after the roundup. But we're going to um, just go across to Richard, who's going to plug our wonderful Telegram group, which I've been um, thoroughly um, enjoying. And I can see some um, some bods from the Telegram group in the chat. So, um, Richard, um, 
why should people join our wonderful telegram group well let me put just cover our faces up for a second for those of you watching on youtube and for those of you on a podcast this will mean absolutely nothing but yeah our private discussion group is uh, every day another couple more people get added onto it and we we keep kind of um, branding it as twitter like it was in the good old days you know <laughs> good honest conversation there's less much less trolling and nonsense and uh, all that kind of stuff that we've grown to get a bit tired about on twitter and we've got multiple chat groups um subgroups we've got one for the academy the women's Richard, team are you the elon musk of itfc twitter <laughs> I, in what way what do you mean? Point have you been sleeping gonna, with rich just gonna buy it and make it better I, well we don't need and to add an edit button i'll buy telegram instead and we'll just do that but the first two weeks is on us and the great thing and dave will um and and craig will say this as well is we're, we're actually seeing people in the flesh as well the greyhound yesterday was absolutely rammed by the way um, them doing, they're doing fantastic business, but so many people from the Telegram group come up and say hello. They're, same today at the, the Women's Friendly Against Charlton. Um, so it's it's great to just bring everyone together to have a bit of coherent conversation, continue the discussion between the shows. And um, I'm really, I think people are really enjoying it. So get involved. That's like a community, isn't it? That's a community okay. boy. Community boy. Community. Um, speaking of community, the lovely community that is the um, League One absolute. Um, I, I won't use the word I was going to say. You can um, swear about it. It's, it's about difficult half an league. Hour, yeah, difficult leagues. I don't want us to get demonetized, though, do I? <laughs> um, kicked off yesterday. What we're going to do? I'll plough through the results, and um, I want you to each pick somebody out. Um, I won't tell you who I'm going to first, so have another one in the bag if someone takes the um, takes the team that you're going to talk about. So um, yesterday, Accrington 2, Charlton 2. Charlton now with Ben Garner, the Swindon manager, and three slugs playing for him there. Um, impressive win. We'll talk about Forest Green a little bit later, but Forest Green go to Bristol Rovers, two promoted teams, um, without last season's manager, either of their wing-backs or star central midfielder, and win on debut with a rather lovely goal as well. Um, nobody is surprised when Cambridge beat somebody and they beat MK, who were expecting to be up there, so they're away. Peterborough are back, ladies and gentlemen. They were 2-0 down and won 3-2, and Johnson Clark Harris already has two goals to his name. Um Derby have Conor Hurahan in League One, which may be a bit like Sheffield Wednesday having Barry Bannon in. League One. He scored um, the winning goal for Derby, so Liam Rossini wins on debut. Uh, Lincoln and Exeter drew 1-1. That's former Ipswich uh, player Mark Kennedy now managing um, Lincoln. Exeter newly promoted get off to a point. Morecambe and Shrews draw 0-0. I'm going to call Barnsley James Norwood's Barnsley, if that's okay with everyone, but Plymouth look worrying. They look like they've picked up right where they left off. And they've got this lad, Finn Aziz, uh, Azaz, excuse me, who scored the goal on loan from Villa yesterday. Um, Port Vale, who came up through the playoffs, didn't they? They came from behind to beat Fleetwood. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Pompey were having a, a lovely old time. And the hmm. Joe Piggott, Colby Bishop front two actually looks very good um, already. Um, so 3-3 three, three in that one. And... No one's really been mentioning Wickham for the top six with all these other teams. And Gareth Ainsworth signs new contract and they win 3-0. Um, Joe Fez, I'm going to come to you first. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. 
NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Talk to me about one of those games and, um, you know, where that kind of pushes out into this division that was pretty much split in half last season. Yeah, well, I think one one of the most interesting scorelines was sort of Cambridge 1, MK nil for me, because I know MK are a team that a lot of people, I think they've sort of always got a, a reputation similar to like Brentford, where it's like, we don't really care if they sell players because we know they're going to recruit right, players so. and bring them in. And, and they have done that well, but they didn't They didn't look very sharp up front yesterday. There wasn't a lot there. And every now and again, these trust the process teams, you, you're going to struggle to replace a striker who can score 20 goals and set up 10 did, goals. Did you see Darling's goal for Swansea oh. as well? Wow. <laughs> and yeah. you, saw, you saw Twine hit the post in the last few uh, minutes. Yeah, did, yeah. Came on for five minutes for Burnley, didn't he? Yeah. yeah and ultimately, it's it's hard to replace a Scott Twine in League One, isn't it? Like you, you're going to, they're going to try and they're, they're brought in some good players. It looks like, but I just can't help but think they're going to have a backward step season. I, I think they're going to be further away than they were last year, just because Twine's goals can drag them through games. He could pull a moment of magic out yesterday in a game where they barely had a shot and get them a goal and they walk away with a point. And I, I just think they're really going to miss him. Craig, I'll come to you. Um, anything um, floating your boat or raising your eyebrows yesterday from that bunch of score lines? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I looked at the, the Wickham Wanderers one you've spoken about. I think you need to you need to take into account that they were playing Burton Albion, and okay, there's, there's, not, there's not a lot of confidence. I don't think, even within their own fan base, I don't think there's an awful lot of confidence that they're going to do particularly well this year. There was it is it the D three D four pod? One of the guys on that is um is a big Burton uh, Burton Albion fan, and he actually tipped them to go down. So I don't think um, yesterday's result will do anything to dissuade him of that uh, of that prediction. Um, and I knew damn well that um, Peterborough were going to come back and win that game, but I had no signal on my phone to stick 50p <laughs> on it at half-time, unfortunately. 2-0 down at half-time. You knew exactly what was going to happen in the second half, and it duly did. There you go. Um, Richard, anything um, on opening day um, piquing your interest there? 
Are we allowed to have two after Craig just picked two? Is that well? You kind of stitch you mean three. M- Mikey deserves no respect, but you're stitching <laughs> Dave up. So you know, um, Dave. Dave was here on time. I, th- I think. Yeah, I, it's probably, <laughs> Dave, it's probably Dave can have more from Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. <Meg. laughs> that that one was definitely one that I had. That was one of Richard's. That was one of his two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted to mention Scoen scored a really good goal for Wickham. That was and, and Clark Harris is now on two goals, which is so just recycling some of Craig's stuff and making additional points. And I, th- I think <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll team Mikey or someone up for some chat about the ding dong at Hillsborough and um, Piggott assist for Colby Bishop header will probably be something that we can get used to. I think I th- I'm probably a lot of people may be surprised to see Pompey rock up there and score three, but it sounds like Sheffield Wednesday have got a bit of dysfunction at the back. You know, Darren Moore, one time centre back. Um, marking for Bishop's goal pretty lousy and I know Sheffield Wednesday fans a little bit edgy already on that one so we had Gab on doing his, doing helping us with our 1-24 to and he was a little bit unsure in Darren Moore so the pressure already building there at Hillsborough and Darren Moore I think they've talked about everything Dave but what's your what you sort of take on Plymouth and, um, and Barnsley Mike Duff's gone to Barnsley brilliantly at yeah, got, if I can dwell on a couple, I think um, Accrington, Charlton, obviously um, Scott Fraser's liking for the first for the yes. first game of the season, and what a ding, what a ding dong, what a ding dong finish. Cole Lieburn, ninety fourth minute, I think, and um, and a gut wrench. Cole Lieburn's son, son. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Cole Lieburn's son. Sorry, yeah. I remember and Cole gut- Lieburn, Dave, scoring a hat trick for Charlton on the road, and five one. Gregory, five one. Yeah, yeah. got sent off in Forest, goal, didn't he? Forest, yeah. Forest got sent off. What and year was that? Gut, 90, five, 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 nine, six, seven, or eight. Yeah, probably five, six. Yeah, nice. a gut wrenching ninety, a gut wrenching ninety sixth minute um, equaliser. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave Mikey with Derby. But um, yeah, Plymouth. Yeah, like that. As that is great. Got saw the goal. Great finish. Um, and a little cameo from Norwood, I think, off the bench. Second half with about, I think you got half an hour, 25 minutes or so. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll leave, I'll team Mikey nicely up with Conor Hurahan. Well, we'll come, as we'll, he come does. To, we'll come to Mikey in, in, in just a second. Guys, in the chat, we're going to the questions segment right after this. Um, so do get questions in uh, via the chat. Mikey, Derby, uh, well, I mean, we, we're getting big club wars, Derby versus Sheffield Wednesday, but Derby are certainly... Uh, a big team down here and um, Hurahan and Oxford as well who we expect to be up there they beat yeah that was a big moment for for Derby wasn't it because they've they've got despite all of their issues the fans have, are really getting behind them I think there was 31,000 there and then their big marquee signing some people say oh he might not might not have much energy might not play huge amounts but that was just a real Connor Hurahan goal, wasn't it? Oh, Lovely. before I'd seen it, I know it was going to be a left foot finish swept yeah, into the corner. It's yeah. going to be like really aesthetically pleasing. And yeah, it, if they'd have drawn that game or lost it, I think maybe like it would it would be probably a tough place for those Derby players to play. Um, because I think well, we know what it was like in our first season. The fans soon turn when you lose games in, in League One, don't they, when you're not used to being down there. Now, of course, we're, we're used to it after a few seasons. But, um, yeah, that was a big moment for Derby. And by the looks of it, they they fully deserved it. And, yeah, really enjoyed watching the EFL highlights on ITV. Um, the the chat between the, the pundits on League One and League Two was especially good. I don't know who fed them the information then. <laughs> 
It was, a, it was an excellent show, I thought, and we will say no more. Um, shall we get into the uh, questions segment? Um, oh, it's nice. Look, Colin, the Bolton fan. Good to see Portman Road rocking yesterday. Um, enjoyable trip down. Thank you for coming, Colin. I have to say both teams look a bit rusty towards the end of the game. Both will be up there. Come, mate. Good luck for the season. Um, Richard, very simply put, um, who's leaving in this window? Um, Matt Penny. Um, Mikey Penny Smith put his hand up there. You off, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> Sacked for being disloyal, free transfer. I was going to mention another podcast, then I should I'll shut up straight away. Um, I think Idris Mazzini's off on loan, isn't he? I, I I think that's probably it. I mean, maybe there'll be some other players go out on loan. Joe probably knows better than me on on younger players, but you know, there's an abundance of left-sided defensive players. Even Corey and Darwin could play out if we wanted to at a push there. So I think Matt Penny. David and I were chatting about him last week on the pre-match. Lovely guys, worked really hard. Just isn't at the standard of the players that we've got ahead of him in, in Lee and Davis. And yeah, that's probably, I can't imagine any other bits and pieces. Anyone, no any deaf info that I don't. I wonder if Kane Vincent Young, they've yeah. got to move him on because you sort of don't really need him, do you? If, if you, He's had a decent pre-season and he's always been a player I've enjoyed watching. But if you're talking about Kyle Edwards being the sort of, playing on that right side where he's sort of come in there where is Vincent Young going to play I don't, I don't know I think I'm just whenever think Joe it, Fair, whenever Joe Fair speaks I'm just looking at Bet Fred Kyle Vincent Young <laughs> to move in a transfer window yeah I'll have a fiver on that then yeah. inside a trading David you I wonder, say, but I wonder podcast, if they if they uh, can't get rid of because I think Bird just said happily move on yeah, but if funny. they cut if they can't move him on do you then send in Darber out on loan to sort of Try and get him some games somewhere, see if you can get him a League One move. Now oh, it's not a three-year deal. Depends if we stay in the um, the Carabao Cup, right? Mm. Got, but like I say, you've got people that can play. Like Vincent Young again, he played sort of right-sided centre back a couple of times, hasn't he? I, I, yeah. I don't think. I just don't think in double get enough games if Burgess stays here. So I mm. think you sort of try and put him out there to get some games somewhere. I don't think Cam Humphreys. You do. I think he's of an age where you, him training and being in and around the first team is probably enough for him, but. Sounds like, or seems like Harper's got the nod Harper. over El Mazzuni. Yeah, he? So yeah. I think you yeah. need to keep him because we haven't got a lot in central midfield. And obviously, they're still still looking to bring a couple of players in, aren't they? They're still looking to bring George Hurst in and I think probably Bursant Selena as well. Nice. Um, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine they'll try and get Hlanky out when they, if they can. He's probably on a decent wage for a, a reserve goal. If they can find a, a half decent replacement, cheaper one to. To bring in, they wouldn't mind getting him off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure if they could get him out because he's still got two years left in his deal, you would do, wouldn't you? Stay how with you, Craig. That, how long was that answer, Ben, by the way, just in case? How many questions have we got? Five minutes for a question, <laughs> yeah? Don't worry. Six feet from the fire, Chaos. I've lost the dressing room, Rich. Um, sorry, Craig, sorry, sorry. Um, Ladapo looks a handful. Uh, at times took out three of their defenders on his own, but looks a bit isolated. He's playing Jackson alongside the possibility of running onto creative spaces. Um, that's Kevin. I agree with Kevin. I've been banging on about this, um, that you've got to have in your pocket here the ability to go to three in midfield and two and just switch that about per se. Um, sorry, I've just butchered his question. Um, yeah, he's playing Jackson alongside a, a, a possibility, Craig. Yeah, I think it is a possibility, and I, I, there's, you know, as you saw at the at the end of the match when um, John Jules came on and Jackson was playing nominally playing the centre forward role. There's no reason why Ladapo couldn't be playing that centre role and Jackson playing, you know, the John Jules role or even the other side from John Jules. You know, Christ Almighty, what a, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be a tiring defender if you've got those three um, up against you, would you? Um, mm. So yeah, I think that will be occasions when it when it does happen. You know, Jackson's. 
Um, played well when he's when he's had to run the channels on on either side. To be fair to him, um, you know he's put he put in numerous crosses for Norwood, didn't he? When they were um, playing together, he tends to um, naturally drift a little bit wider on occasion. So yeah, I don't see any reason why that shouldn't happen at all. I say just to add even more pace to that uh, front front two, three, or four. Um, let's go to Mikey um, from Matt. In hindsight, was it a mistake to start Davis over Lee, given the former came in quite late and Lee had played pre-season? Could you have um, gloriously bought your £1 million League One left back on at 70 minutes without him having conceded the penalty? I know hindsight is um, twenty twenty, but um, yeah. what's you? Yeah, I, personally, I, I think I said before the game that I, I would have gone for, for Lee ahead of, ahead of Davis because he only returned from Australia early on in the week, but he's obviously a young... A young fit lad, and yeah, you're not going to leave your big, big money signing on the bench, maybe for the first first game of the season. And it probably always was the plan to bring on the player with sort of the devastating pace for the last last twenty minutes or half an hour, however long he got. But if if Davis doesn't give away that penalty, and I know that's a big if, I don't think people would have complained about his performance. I think he was fairly neat and tidy to to. To copy a David Diamondism there, uh, Mikey. I copy a David Diamondism probably 10, 15 times a day. Always, for sake. I should have on copyright. <laughs> I pay up his collection. Royalties. Bloody I like royalties. This, I like this question from Colin. Um, who would you, Joe Fares, who would you rather have in your team uh, from from Bolton, um, Affaline or Santos? Would either of them get in the team? I don't know. Oh. Ask, answer the question in the oh. spirit it was asked by one um, of our fellow fans. I, I prefer, very disrespectful. I prefer Affalane. I thought he's a. I think he's a really good player. Sort of good size, good physicality, and a good football as well. I just think Santos, as good as he is as a defender, I, I think in the way we want to play out from the back, I don't think he'd be good enough on the ball for how we want to play from the back. But no, he was imperious yesterday. So it's good Can I just add a little so, yeah, bit Affalane for me. I think on the on that left hand side, I think he'd be a really good option. Oh, well, Ricardo yeah, Santos as well. How many times did he that? get the ball off the goalkeeper short and then just lump it forward? Affleck <laughs> no, yesterday was a bit a bit s housery as well, which I think you like when it's for your team. But he, he was wide in the north stand up, and the north stand were falling for it. I think we you said. It. I on. think we said Charles. Charles was a better of the two yesterday. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought Charles movement was really, good. really good, really good. I was quite pleased when they took him off. To be fair, he didn't look like he was struggling fitness-wise no. or anything like that. He was still he was still winning most of the battles. I was quite happy when the ball they took off him off a couple of minutes before he went off, didn't you? Yeah, he, he just did. Just to pressurise him, get the ball off him. Uh, just take this one from Dan uh, real quick. Uh, will Tyrese John Jules, we're abbreviation heavy with all these names, aren't we? Uh, remain an impact bench player for most of the league games. Looked very good when he came on, but thought we benefited as Bolton were tiring. Dave, he's not coming to sit on the bench, has he? Well, at the moment, looking at it at the moment, who's he, is he? I suppose would he come in in space at the moment of, of harness? I think Ladabo is going to be the is going to be the first choice, particularly if he can get on the uh, get on the the goal the goal trail. So he looked very good yesterday coming on as an impact player. But again, is that is, is that player that if if he started, you'd have no qualms in him in, in him starting either. But at this moment in time, I perhaps see him as a as an impact player. Just looking ahead to sorry, just I know you're talking about it in a bit, but you wouldn't be surprised at all if exactly the same eleven start the next game and exactly yeah. the same plan happens come sixty five, seventy minutes yeah. and exactly the same subs come on, would you? Almost almost Barnsley like uh, Ben. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes indeed. I, I do think and I know that's sort of like a rugby term that Eddie Jones used to use about starters and finishes. I do think it's gonna be an element of that this year that 
people's the roles of the substitutes going to be so important that so i'd be a starter and mikey would be a finisher in terms of this podcast in terms of this podcast but but they're not um (laughs) they're they're not going to be um seen as a a non-important role Sorry, Jane, you were saying something sensible then, but I had to... Yeah, it's, it's not going to yeah. be seen as a non-important role goal. to be a sub, is there? If, if you're a sub and you're getting on for half an hour every game, that is, you're as important as a starter, aren't you, yeah. in, in that respect? But I personally, I, I don't quite... I think quite like the balance between Harness and Chaplin. I think they're both a bit too loose with the ball in the sort of final third at times. They're, they're both trying to make things happen often. I think you need a... I'd, I'd like to see that balanced up with either in a Luco and one of the others. And then, and then if you sign a Selena or, or player of that ilk, a player who is a lot more careful with the ball in the final third, because when you're really trying to ramp the pressure up and keep on top of them, they sort of gave the ball away a few two times to me because they're always trying to make something happen, which is good. But I think in a game like that against a better side, like Bolton are in this league, sometimes you need, you need your players to be more um, <laughs> careful with the ball. <laughs> but it could be, I mean, Harness could be a, Burns tired quite a lot yesterday and also took another hit towards the end, didn't he? You could, you could have Harness on the bench either to be in that two behind the striker or to replace a tiring Wes Burns as well. That's the flexibility that you get with, with Harness. And we forget that John Jules could have scored yesterday if Morsley had left the ball for him in that last minute chance. But yeah, I, I think the guys have covered it all. Um, Craig, Mick McCarthy once famously said the hardest game of the season was the League Cup game after the first game of the season. I think he may have been exaggerating for effect there, but um, I suppose we'd better deal with Colchester and Forest Green as a two um, as a two sort of game business. Have I got that right? Everyone's looking Other at me. Other way around. Other way around. I've got that completely wrong. Let's talk about Forest Green then. We can do that on next week's podcast. I think even my notes are wrong then. Um, uh, so let's talk about Forest Green then, um, Craig, who had an excellent result yesterday um, <laughs> over at Bristol Rovers. Um, but you would imagine, I, I would hope from our point of view, that um, playing against us will be a step up from playing against Bristol Rovers, who obviously were in League Two last season. I think you've already played your cards here. Um, you, you don't see, you don't foresee many um, many changes here. No, no, no. I so I, I expect them to. I expect exactly the same eleven, barring injuries that that we don't know about. I'll be very surprised if it's anything other than, yeah, exactly the same eleven. There's no reason to really to change. I know um, Davis had a, a bit of a um, dodgy sixty minutes or so, but you know he's only going to get better by playing him. Um, and as Joe says about you know, you, if you're on the subs bench, you're not demoted to the subs bench. It's you know you're just as important, if not more important, if the game's at nil nil when you come on. Um, to make an impact, and I think by virtue of having so many um, substitutions, it'll, it'll lend it to have earlier substitutions, which means you'll then have more time on the pitch to make to make your impact. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised if exactly the same starting eleven. Wouldn't be surprised if it's exactly the same um, subs. Let's go to um, let's go to Mikey. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit distracted by these comments that keep coming up, Ben. If, if I'm perfectly it's, honest, it's, Rich, it's Richard. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching it. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd start a Luco, um, probably ahead of Harness. Forest Green aren't going to be able to live with with him, and I think there's enough pace in the team. Um, if you look down the flanks, and then with Ladapo through the middle, I think there's more than enough pace in that team to drop a Luco in. Um, and play with, uh, blimey, uh, ignore, <laughs> ignore, <laughs> ignore, 
to to play uh, yeah behind Ladapo with Connor Chaplin. I've worked in a behaviour school. I know the tactics here. Um, Richard, surely, what's the point having a? I'm not deliberately disagreeing with you, Craig. What's the point having a? Lovely big squad if you're not going to rotate it. And I think we need to, if you were to think Kieran McKenna is likely to play a system and a selection that fits with the opposition. I think we underestimate Forrest Green at our peril. Ian Birchnell, very highly qualified coach. It will be their first home game at this level, so their fans will be bang up for it as well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of tweaks there. We obviously can't unless Joe's phone is ringing right now with some more inside information, it could be that George Hurst signs tomorrow. And, and if we're following the same school of thought on Leaf Davis as we are for a striker that signs this week, you'd chuck them in, wouldn't you, for example? So I, th- I think the, the majority of the squad stays the same. You know, if Dominic Ball is fit, do you play him instead of Lee Evans? I thought Evans had a good game, actually. Once he scored, he actually grew into yeah. the game and you know he's coming back from injury as well. So there might be some rotation there. I quite like the idea of Morsey and Ball away from home in League One. <laughs> ball. Morsey. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Ball, ball came into the um, corporate lounge before the game and sort of had a chat. Uh, he said the... Uh, there we go. Would you have a photo with anyone? What we want the on the podcast, Joe. And he, he said he's still out being Mikey, seven, seven favor, to ten mate. days. After that, and um, then... And also, he got injured from a Sam Morsey tackle Play. training. So that was oh. how his injury occurred. Oh, wow. No one's heard the last 30 seconds what you said, Joe. <laughs> Honest, honestly, all just taken Pretty aback by that, by, that, by that gut punch. Are you going to Forest Green, Joe? No, I've had to sell my ticket. That's yeah. brutal. Craig, are you Craig. going? I've got two tickets here, but I might be in the same boat as, I might be in the same boat as um, Joe. So I might, they might be for sale. An under 16 and an adult. Might be so I'm, I'm being asked. Have we to... got nobody there then? Are you going, Richard? Excellent yep. work. Uh, Richard, be there. Well done. Um, who haven't I come to on this selection? David? What was the question? I forgot. What was it? <laughs> How would you approach the forest? Gr- oh, I know you. I know. Joe, Joe first live show is going so well. I love it. Behaviour is upset. No, I don't, I don't see much change. What if Dono like, wasn't an option? <laughs> I, quite like, um, I quite like Mikey's, um, I quite like Mikey's thought about a Luko for Harness. You'd, you'd think, um, yeah, you'd think someone like a Luko could, could and should perhaps dominate opposition like that. But as I think Rich said, um, underestimate. Um, at your peril, we've all been to. Well, it's been to. I haven't actually, but had results at Cheltenham and Accrington Stanley yeah. and others yeah. over the past few seasons. Where, and I must say, their winning goal last night was an absolute thing of beauty, wasn't it? Was. I'd, I'd say Ryan Fraser at Preston. Preston. Yeah. Ben, yeah, great saying? Job. Yeah. First that. week of the pod, first month it of the beautiful, podcast. It? It, it, oh. just, it was so slow, wasn't it? It was like watching one of your. Your draw tee shots. Thanks, so mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers for that. You don't mean it, I know, but thanks. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, a thing of beauty. So no, I, I don't see, I don't see much change. But uh, yeah, a Luco for harness wouldn't necessarily be a bad shout, unless, of course, again, as Rich alluded to, we get some glossy new signing of a striker or something like that. Glossy. TWTD mentioned about Selena, didn't he? That it sort of is could be happening sooner rather than later and it does seem that Selena's not really got any other options but to get the deal negotiated to come here oh, is it when you look at the, he wasn't um... in corporate Joe no no he wasn't there yesterday <laughs> was his dad and, uh, his dad wasn't he's, he's banned I think 
There's not enough. There's not enough Wi-Fi in corporate for his old man. Joe, I think we'll sign him, and then you're going to find a way to get into the team. Can we just ask you about Tyree Simpson, um, Joe, Charlie? Yeah, uh, we'll Joe, do a couple more questions. Needs to stop tweeting, doesn't he, for a start? Come on, what Joe. has happened to Ty Simpson? Uh, nothing really. I, th- I think he's training, but just training with the under-23s. But he isn't. Um, he's he's not playing in on, on any of the friendlies. I'd, we had a friendly against Norwich on Friday, and that was sort of kept behind closed doors. So I haven't seen the team on that one. But I, I doubt we played in that one. So I think he's just here, and we're trying to trying to get shot of him basically whether it's trying to use him as a make weight in a deal or if nothing happens i imagine he'd be loaned out at the end of the season but it's just a sad situation really for a promising young kid being it going is. like that i'm sure mistakes really been is. made from both sides of it but like you see yes so liam gibbs he's another player that he came we on didn't, yeah. we didn't give Spurs, a didn't we yeah. didn't give a sort of contract to her or good enough contract to her and sold him to norwich and he's now making a debut for a sort of top-end championship club and he's still, what, 18 years old? Is he 19 years old? It seems you can't you can't keep doing this and it's sort of that's sort of two young players one season after the next that we've lost over quite like about two, three hundred quid a week extra. It's sort of we're losing players over. You, you, Joe, you won't be surprised to, to hear that I was doing some championship work. Um, the Norwich fans are very motivated to see Gibbs do well. They would yeah, love it if he turns out to be a, be a player for them. Madison, um, yeah. Richard, did um, El Cam Bagger, yes, he played for Gillingham. Oh, they went under at um, Wimbledon. Wimbledon who yeah, it sounded like he was the, years. one of the better players in a bad performance for, the, for Gillingham. I mean, the good thing for him is that it's a loan spell and, and there is some you kind of learn more sometimes out of really crappy experiences don't they i mean hopefully their form will turn around but if he's going to be busy every week then what better preparation for a defender than facing different types of threat and Gillingham's back line but i suspect that might just be an early day blip because Gillingham will fancy themselves won't they so neil harris is a good manager isn't he yeah he will yeah Right, conclusions then, guys. Um, Dave, um, fairly calm, not terrible. Context is king. Go and win at Forest Green, and go and win at go and win at Forest Green, and all, all, not all, I'm not saying all isn't well, but yeah, all will be, all will be well, and perhaps even then, then going on to the game midweek following that, a nice win in the Caribou the, Cup. The game, the, the game well, that's welcome. after the Forest Green, the not game itself. So I think it was meant to be this week, Ben, but switched the next week, of course. Um, um, yeah, that would be uh, a more than Erroneous. welcome, um, more than welcome departure, wouldn't it? A win in the League Cup would be very nice. Craig, conclusions? Yeah, yeah I just we just need to get the win, don't we? We don't want to be going, you know, too far into August, still scrabbling around and waiting for that uh, win. We've we've been there before, thanks very much. Yeah, we don't want that Morecambe Burton pattern, do we? Oof. Oof. Joe, conclusions to end the pod? Yeah, just win. Just win next game, and then it all is okay. Mikey, I think we were very kind to let you back in. Um, what, what say you to conclude? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've got some <laughs> some more real nuanced insight. Yeah, we do need to win at Forest Green <laughs> to follow up this good draw <laughs> against Bolton. Uh, another thing, I know that our viewers and listeners won't be absolute gammons next week about veganism, but just enjoy <laughs> the experience of it being... It's a different club run in a different way. I heard veganism is rubbish, Mikey, it. though. Is that true? Pardon? I heard mm-hmm. veganism is rubbish. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's cardboard <laughs> and... You I can't know, even put an egg on your pizza, food. can you? 
Oh, I love that. That's that's a okay. They're both back off the naughty step. Well done, Joe. You've, that's a real quiz. Um, Richard, before we go, we've got anything else to plug? You're better at this than me. Yeah, if you want to um, get yourself some Blue Monday merch, that's yes, that's merch. the thing we now have. A lot of um, our Telegram group have been partaking of the hoodies, which is great. Shout out to Paul Westlake's Dieting Trends. There you go. There's some images for you. Um, example of the laughs we have on the Blue Monday merch store. Um, need to say thank you to um, everyone who's listened so far as well. Thank you for persevering. Happy to take... No, I was going to say happy to take any feedback, but maybe we don't want the feedback. We've had plenty of that in the chat. Um, and thanks for everyone who came to the Greyhound yesterday as well. That was good to see lots of people Ooh. there and folk travelled up from all over the kind of place. So we just need to keep some momentum and optimism. So Richard will be doing a meet and greet at Forest Green um, next week then on behalf and of the pod. And we saw, oh, yeah, um, I'll, be, I'll be the one in the Blue Monday bucket hat, <laughs> the dog band. We, we saw da David Diamond's MCing um, debut, didn't we? In oh, the, uh, it's busy, mate. In the yeah. Greyhound. Oh, me and Ru me and me and my mate Russ, me and my mate Russell Osman. What, what yeah. is this? We'll, 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 I'll, I'll mention this off air when we go off air. I'll mention. I'll mention it. It's on the. It's what, on my Instagram. Instagram. Why would this? No, mention it on the pod. I'll, I'll mention. We'll speak about it afterwards. But yeah, that was good. No, just he ran out. I introduced oh. him. He read out the team. Um, and yeah, no, it was all, all good, all good. Well, did, yeah, a couple of questions, yeah, all good. Well, I'm feeling very inferior, Dave. So, um, being you're an MC, I feel a little bit um, wasted here. Do you want to do you want to take us home and finish the pod? I will. Yeah, just a quick hello, really, to someone <laughs> we did meet just very quickly, who me, myself, and Rich met yesterday. Pete Shellcott. I'm sorry, I've got his name right there, Rich, who absolutely trumped me when we're talking about first games. That, oh, yeah, God, I was right for the Robson here. I'm, I'm of that age. His very first game, he says, was um, the Aston Villa game, 1961-62, and Ipswich actually won the championship, was his very first wow. game of football. Eight I think as an eight-year-old. So it's been downhill totally, since. absolutely <laughs> trumped me completely. But he's very impressed when I saw him, when I showed him I had Ray Crawford on my on my numbers. I think um, I think that, that sort of swung it my way a bit. But no, as, as we all said, hopeful, fingers crossed, three points next week, onwards and upwards. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our slightly chaotic first um, live attempt at the pod. As Richard said, give me your feedback. But I'll be perfectly honest with this. If it's negative feedback, I'm, I'm not really interested <laughs> in hearing it. I only, only want my ego flattered. So only, <laughs> only let's make a positive feedback only rule. <laughs> right, say goodbye, we want an Richard. echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. Say goodbye, Richard. Bye, everyone. See you for pre-match on Friday. Uh, say goodbye, David. Bye, everyone. Say goodbye, Craig. Bye, everyone. Don't forget, under 16 and a senior ticket, possibly for sale for a screen. <laughs> say goodbye, Corporate Joe. Aloha. Mikey doesn't get to say goodbye because he was late. <laughs>
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.